Welcome to episode 8 of the Tough Draw Talks podcast. I'm your host, Brad Hughes. Happy New Year, everyone, and welcome to 2021. We are starting off this year in a big way, and we look forward to bringing you the all-access pass to the community and the sport you love all year this new year. Appreciate you being along for the ride. Speaking of big, today we have Blake Sharp of Sharp Bucking Bulls joining us. Blake has deep family ties to the contracting world and has been around the bull game for a while. He's involved with the PBR and is a, is a member of the ABBI, which he'll be competing in this weekend here in Fort Worth. Blake, thanks for being here today, man. How are you? Doing good, buddy. How about yourself? Oh, man. 2020 is behind us, so we're going to see what this year's got in store for us. Yes, sir. Got any nerves about tonight? Not really. It's uh, <laughs> second nature to me now. Is it? cool man well on the podcast we like to get started with a couple rapid fire questions just to break the ice a little bit get you comfortable yes sir if you could meet one person dead or alive who would it be and why mm, probably john wayne just because he was so tough and had a good uh had a good role in all the movies just just did a phenomenal job so and he played football too he did which we'll get to in a little bit good deal if you could be the best at anything what would it be and why Mm, I'd be the best at, at what I do now, and that's uh, being a stock contractor and, and uh, being stock contractor of the year one day. Yeah, high aspirations, but I bet you'll get there. Yes, sir. What makes you tick? Like, what keeps you going? Uh, the love of the, the bulls keeps me going. They, uh, they hold a very special place in my heart. Uh, when I played ball, I always, you know, thought about them. Wasn't really able to uh, be around them as much as I wanted to be. Uh, but so when I got done playing ball, I just took it full, full fledged and we went to it. So that's cool. Man. What's the best compliment you've ever received in your life? Uh, just, you know, they, they always say I'm well mannered, uh, always well kept. Uh, that's what I try to be. I always try to be the best I can be at anything. So. I can attest to the well-mannered part. Yes, I don't think you've not said yes, sir, to me once. So <laughs> we're going to try to break that here on the podcast so that we can just conversate. What's your favorite movie? Oh, that's a tough one. Uh, movie I watched so much back in the day was Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> I don't go. know why I loved it, but yeah. uh, I'd say that's probably one of my favorite. Very cool. What would you say are some great sports movies? Friday Night Lights. There you go. That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> there you go. If eight seconds is considered a oh yeah sports movie, oh, yeah. that's a good one. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Got to throw that one in there. It's it's time for Bull Riding Avenue movie, isn't it? Yes, sir. For well, sure. We're gonna we're gonna work on that. We're gonna try to see if we make that happen. Yes, sir. Well, coming up, so you know, twenty twenty one, New Year. Any bold predictions for the NFR this year? I know last year your Bulls did good with JB on their back at the finals. But what are, you, what are you thinking? What are your thoughts? Who do you think is going to win the world this year? You got any projections? As far as the PBR finals goes, I think uh, Just Lockwood like, just has got a chance to, to take it this year. Yeah. Jose Vitor Lemmy is going to come in strong again, and uh, he's going to be tough to beat for a long time. But Jess, I'm going to go with Jess. Yeah. So I made on our previous podcast to end 2020, I made the, I made the proclamation that I think if – if Chase Outlaw's healthy, I think that that 
that may be something to contend with for everybody. I think he may have a world title in him. But yeah, it's but hard we'll to beat. See. It's hard to beat Chase's heart. Oh, Chase man. has got a big heart. I know. He's, he's a little guy he's, with the heart of a giant. He's so. not going to quit till his head hits the ground. That's right. So you're here for the AB, ABBI Classic. What bulls did you bring? How you like your chances? What are your thoughts on tonight? I uh, brought a bull uh, named Ground Pain. He's a four-year-old in the Classic. Uh, really strong bull. Lots of air. Lots of kick. Uh, he's got a lot of brammer in him. Just really cool old school bull. Uh, we got this new bull named CB's Buck Naked. Uh, got a partner there in Mississippi that partnered with me. And looking forward to his out. Uh, I've got a maturity bull in it that uh, we're really excited about. 22D. Uh, we call him uh, King uh, Brute. He's a Brutus son. And uh, boy, he, just, he just really has it all. You know. So Very cool. Yes, sir. That's awesome, man. So all these bulls, so the ages of the bulls you brought, are they all, what are they, three, four? Or? These are going to be four. The classic bulls are four, and the maturity bulls are, are five and up. Okay. Yes, sir. Very cool. All right, so football. Football, your background, you're a Mississippi boy, right? Yes, sir. So tell me a little bit about your upbringing. You were raised around bulls and rodeo and, you know, pulling up some articles. I saw some things about, like, you know, the college football player that works out in the off season with bucking bulls, right? right? So, tell me a little bit about how all that, all that went as you grew up. I'll tell you, uh, growing up, you know, my dad always uh, made me feed bulls with him, and well, as I got older, I started feeding them all by myself, and you know, and I just, I just loved it. I loved being around them, and uh, it was like they were just always special, special animals to me. And, as I got older and started playing ball, you know, playing ball kind of took over the, the time and I wasn't able to uh, to do it like I wanted to, like I said earlier, but um, probably feeding bulls and being around and handling bulls made me a stronger football player, you know, mentally and physically. Uh, but uh, I'd say raising a, a, a boy on a ranch is not a bad thing. <laughs> I, I can I can agree to that, man. The you know I grew up in West Texas, and you know the stigmas of West Texas and the South and football and all that. Like I always felt like uh, playing football was such a big part of my shaping of my character. And then uh, also my grandpa he owned a cattle ranch in West Texas that I would go out there during the summers and stuff like that. Talk a little bit about just the compare and contrast of the two. Obviously, one's a team sport, one's one's not. I guess necessarily. What are how are the dynamics alike and different? Uh, it's a lot different. I'm you know as far as the football goes that you know you're playing. You're playing as a team. You got to uh, you got to play for all the other guys too. You can't just play for yourself. Uh, but as a, as far as the Bulls go, uh, they're the teammates. I'm the coach. Uh, but I have to keep them fed well and keep them in shape to perform well. Uh, they don't take care of themselves, and they're not going to go find their own food. So I have to make sure they get all that. And uh, I mean, it's it's similar, but it's it's a little bit different, you know. Yeah. So the stock contractor mentality, you show up, you've got animal athletes that you've been working with, prepping, you know, what goes through your head when 
one of your bulls runs in the chutes and you're flanking him and a guy's getting on him like what are you what are you thinking how are you processing that i just want the bull to do his job and i want him to perform at his best uh i hate to see when a bull doesn't have a great day and i start thinking to myself why didn't he have a great day was it because his stomach was upset or you know what was it was it the way the rider felt on him made him go the other way or whatever it may be you know that's always running through my head i just want them to have a great trip and when they do have a great trip that's one of the best best feelings you know all the hard work's paid off what about if they get ridden what if they have a good trip but they get ridden if what is get, the mentality if they you? get ridden i want them to be high points you know if if the bull's bucking to his best and the rider's uh, riding to his best and they combine for a great score, that's what's going to be uh, – that's, that's what makes it for me. So that's a win for you, yes, right? Sir. Okay. Yes, sir. That gets you pumped up. Yes, sir. What about the physicality of both sports? I mean, you played collision sport. You were on the offensive line in the trenches. Like, you would hit – you know, you were going nose-to-nose, helmet-to-helmet. And then, obviously, with bull riding, you know, you and I – have gone over some of the footage from the world finals and some of the rough outs there like just the physicality of the sport what is it about that 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 just gets you excited and stuff like that like what was it about football and how does that physicality portion translate to bull riding as you watch it it's uh it's the competitive part of it and also just the uh, adrenaline they're both adrenaline sports you know when you're going up against uh a really good defensive end. I played right tackle in college, and and uh, when you're going up a good defensive end, and and you can beat him, and that's just you know it's a really good feeling. It's the same way with the Bulls. I mean, the Bulls, um, you know, they can hurt the Riders pretty easy, and that's not what you want. But at the end of the day, they're they're going to pay a price in their career, the Bull Riders. Uh, but they're going up up against. Uh, um, 1500 to 2000 pound you know bucking bull uh, but that's a that's a whole different level I never rode bulls but uh, I can see exactly how it, how it would be well I know you didn't ride bulls but you know obviously the late Mississippi hippie he was a pretty big <laughs> old boy yes, he, he, was. he might could have carried you or yeah. for a ride or two how do you uh, he think was, he would have fared? <laughs> he was about 2400 plus pounds and that is a that is a very large bull uh, I don't know if we would have been a good match. He probably would have jerked me down pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> would you? Would you have been the type that just hangs on till your head hits the ground, though? <laughs> I probably wouldn't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you talked about the team, the team mentality of of you, the coach, the Bulls, the you know your players, right? right. And you having to care for them. Talk a little bit about how do the Bulls? How does your team work? Is there a team that works together for you? Is it all pretty individualized? How does that work for you as a stock contractor? I just call it a team. Every bull bucks for themselves. But as far as a team goes, you know, it's just all about managing the bulls the correct way, making sure that, like I said, all of them are fed right. All of them are, you know, you know, maybe maybe I need to split this one bull off from this other bull because he's going to fight. And if they fight on the way to the – to the bull riding one of them is going to be sore more than likely and he's probably not going to have a good trip uh, so i just have to make sure you know just like my coach and in, in college he had to make sure every every player was prepared um, 
for the game, you know, and it's the same way with them bulls, just making sure everyone is prepared the right way, whether it be this one gets less feed, this one gets more feed, this one can't go with this bull, but this one can. You yeah. know, there's just a lot of different factors, and people don't really realize that. You know, they uh, they look at all. I'd, I'd love to have bucking bulls. That'd be cool, but I tell you what, they'll sure tear up some stuff. <laughs> I bet. I bet. You, you alluded a little bit to if a ride doesn't go – exactly how you think it should you start to kind of have those the second thoughts or the gears turning of what what could have happened how hard is it to you know with when you're a right tackle and you punch your arms out you you know you pretty much decide whether or not you control the guy in front of you or not you know it's a it's a mentality like that how hard is it to not have control when the bulls come in you know you go from playing a sport where you you control everything like yep. you control how hard you work you control how big you get you control you know whether you whoop the guy in front of you yep. but in bull riding you can only do so much i tell you uh you know i can i can prepare the bulls the best way i can but they got a mind of their own so when it comes to football i have control of what i do over them during the game during a bull riding, which be, which would be considered the bull's game, I don't have control. The only thing I can do is make sure he's ready, fit, in shape, and the rest is up to him. You know, the flanking part, you know, plays a little bit of a factor in what he does, but it sure don't play a, a big factor. Yeah. How do you? How do you? how do you prepare the bulls you've talked about the feeding you've talked about separating stuff like that you know how many times do you buck them do you buck them with riders like talk about do y'all raise a lot of the times do y'all raise from start to finish or do you buy explain kind of your process of how you operate as a stock contracting business so we do uh we do raise them Uh, i'm starting to get more i've always had cows and stuff but I'm starting to, uh, I've, over the past five years, I've culled my cows down, kind of brought in different different bloodlines and, and cows that's actually produced. Uh, if the cow hasn't produced, I go ahead and get rid of them. But I'd say this set of babies we have here in 2020 are going to be the best, uh, best set of calves we've had, you know, and hopefully one day some of them get on the truck and I'm able to haul them. But for right now, most of my bulls come from partners. Uh, Mr. Henry Wilson out of uh, Gilmer, Texas. He's like a grandfather to me, one of the best guys I've ever met. Uh, he's treated me the best when it comes to sending me quality bulls. I go through them, figure out which ones are going to work, and then I just send the ones back that don't. Tell him, you know, hey, these bulls are going to be rodeo bulls or they're going to be practice bulls. Mr. Henry, you need to send that bull on to the sale barn. Feed lot. <laughs> yeah, do whatever you need to with him, but I don't think it's going to work. Yeah. Uh, but as far as at home, when I get them bulls, I make sure that they're in the right shape before I go to bucking them. Uh, because if a bull's not in good shape, if he don't have a big back on him, uh, he's not going to perform at his best. He may go out there and, and, and buck, but he's not going to buck to his full potential. Um, so when it comes to getting them ready at home, it starts with that. And then you can kind of tweak them by running them, exercising them, uh, just getting them out of the barn into the sun, letting them go play in the dirt pile. Uh, we, we usually set up a big dirt pile in the big round pen outside, and then bulls 
I tell you, they'll get good exercise just from playing, you yeah. know. Uh, but I do have a uh, – it's about a three-quarter of a mile long lane that uh, that I do run them, run them down. Not not every day, but at least two or three times a week, you know. You get out behind them and run? Yes, sir. <laughs> well, I need to. I need to. How did you end up being partners with Cole Wetzel? Man, I met Cole uh, – I was at his concert in Starkville, Mississippi, and uh, ended up meeting his, uh, which at the time was his drummer, uh, Dre. Uh, Dre is now his manager, but uh, we we met, and uh, he invited me onto the bus to meet Co. And the rest is history. Me and Co. really hit it off, and I just I enjoyed being around him. We always there was never a sour moment between between us during the whole time I was being around him, and that just kind of kind of led to other things and and i asked him i said man how would you like to own part of a of a bull and he he went along with it you know and the first bull we got together was uh dirty sancho and uh dirty sancho has been a great bull he's gonna be a great pbr bull he's a four coming five year old so he's got a lot of life left in him uh the second bull we got together was uh mr nasty uh he's out tonight isn't he he is. He's the first bull in the long round tonight. Uh, that bull there, he made the PBR World Finals this year as a classic bull. Um, he didn't have his best trip, but he sure enough bucked. And uh, we look for big things out of that bull. The third bull that we, we got together was Sellout. Uh, it's named after his uh, new new yeah, album. New album. And uh, this bull here is probably one of the best bulls that I've had my hands on. And uh, I could have kept the bull to myself. But I decided to reach out to Co and uh, his buddy Cody, which has become my good buddy. Uh, Cody O'Neill wanted to be involved as well, so I think we got us something special there. He's just a two coming three, so Dang. yeah, he's got a lot of life, man. He's uh, he's just got so many. His dad is Pearl Harbor. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. And his mama, his rank. Mama, his mama is the own daughter of Bushwhacker. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Ooh, so those are some bloodlines right deep, there, deep, man. Deep, deep genetics there. So, dang, we're looking forward to his uh, his career. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I can't wait to see that. That may help you achieve that that dream you got. Yeah, it <laughs> that might. one right there. We're might. sure building for it. What would you say to somebody that wants to be a stock contractor? Man, uh, start with having the right facilities. If you do not have the right facilities, you cannot handle the the bulls if you start with a good facility and then start buying some you know if you got deep pockets you can go buy the bulls that are sure enough ready to go and and get on the truck but if you're like me you're gonna have to uh you're gonna have to build them you're gonna have to build them yourself buy buy a project buy a bull that's got the potential and uh try to turn him into something you know and i tell you that's probably what i like most about my job is is finding a a diamond in the rough you find a diamond in the rough and you can get him to the biggest stage and and what we do that's that's what that's what makes it for me you just alluded to something that's always interested me is the you know the the stock contractor there's different types of stock contractors and you know throughout throughout all the years of you know following the community and doing the things that i've done in the research like uh talk a little bit more about that like you know is the is the stock contractor like you where it's you know the genetics start to finish you know uh bootstraps kind of mentality is that going away and is it being pushed out by 
money like by people just wanting to buy or is it or will there always be a pretty healthy balance you feel like i think the guys that sure enough know how to handle a bull grew up in it like myself and i think those are going to be the guys that uh stick to being the main caretaker of the animal you'll have guys come in that buy into these bulls and stuff but they'll never be hands-on and i think that's how it should be you know it gives them a it gives them something to watch on tv gives them something to go do you know whether it be go to a pbr event (laughs) yeah exactly there's a lot of money to be made in the bull business but you just gotta you gotta hook up with the right guy that that loves it just as much as uh, you do you know you just gotta if you love it and you keep doing it and you you keep trying you will eventually hit you know yeah so growing up growing up in the you know in the cattle business and in the bucking bull business and but also playing sports talk you know the communities of these are so intricate and the fans yes sir. you know the fans are avid you yep. know both ways right yes sir. uh how how do you see that that there's that crossover particularly with the fans um i know you alluded to adrenaline do you think that that has a lot to do with it it does and i think uh you know i think the pbr uh, the prca uh, they bring in all walks of life you know they bring they bring in different people that are looking for an adrenaline pumping sport yeah. uh, football has always been an adrenaline sport you know you're watching guys hit each other and and uh, you know basketball and baseball though those sports have never been my cup of tea because you're not actually it's Gladi- not a physical gladiator sport. sports <laughs> yeah it's not a gladiator sport but yeah. you know bull riding is definitely one of the biggest uh adrenaline pumping sports you could watch you know because you may watch a great ride one one minute and the next minute you're watching a dude get hooked and thrown up in the air 10 foot and you just you just never know because you're competing with a bull that is unpredictable you yeah. know as i've you know as i've kind of made my way through this community and kind of been on my journey i've i've really noticed uh just how the community embraces the western culture community right yes, there's you know, when we watched the NFR, some of the things that stood out were like the patriotism and the faith and like yes, just completely unabashed, like, you know, they embrace it, they love it, they're proud of it. What What is it about this community in general, like that you've grown up around where there's this mentality of like, doesn't matter if you're not blood, you know, you're, everybody's welcome and we That's take right. people in like... How how have you seen that play out for you growing you know, up in it? You know, the the rodeo business, the rodeo uh, fan base, the the people that grow up around rodeo and, and cattle are mainly Christians. Um, but they, they're also going to welcome anybody with open arms that wants to come be involved, you know, and that's what I like about it. They uh, they're always big on on God and, and Jesus and the prayer before each each event. And uh, you know, I got saved three or four years ago. I was a totally different person before, and now you know it's. Just, and now you say yes, sir, all the time. You, no. just, you just see the you just see the big picture now, yeah. and uh, I love it. I mean, it doesn't get any better, and that's 
you know, like college football and, and the NFL, them guys are – I don't think they look at it the right way sometimes, you know. and Kind of miss the mark a little bit. They do. Yeah. And that's really none of uh, none of my business, but I choose what I like to do and what I like to watch. And I like being around rodeo and bull riding, yeah. you know. Well, man, first off, congratulations for being saved. That's awesome. Yes, sir. That's awesome. And, and I can attest from what I know about you, you, you do come across as a light. So, just so you know that that's I'll awesome that you do that, yeah. And you know, and I think you have a really good platform with the stock contracting and being around the riders and being around these guys, and that's awesome that you have that drive and that mentality. Yes, you sir. know, so I commend you for that, a hundred percent. But man, uh, to wrap this up, let's run through some fan questions. Uh, by the way, fans, thank y'all for submitting these on our social media channels. We appreciate y'all's engagement. So Jennifer asks, what size boot do you wear? Uh, a 13. Uh, and that's pretty – you can find a 13 pretty much anywhere. So yeah. pretty fortunate. Okay. Well, <laughs> uh, Sage Say, right? Yes, sir. The bullfighter. He wanted me to ask you, why aren't you still playing football? <laughs> uh, I get that question so much. But uh, I couldn't. I couldn't do the bulls by playing football. That was just – impossible football in college people that that do get to play it in college they they realize that it's a job yeah and uh you got to go to meetings and um everything else between meetings and and training and weightlifting and going over plays just whatever it may be it just took up all my time so therefore i chose whenever i got done at louisiana tech just to just to move on to the to the bulls you know which i was at Louisiana Tech, I I couldn't do anything. That's why I didn't didn't like it. And uh, but at East Mississippi, I was 45 minutes from the ranch, so I was able to go back and forth. My coach was was one that uh, he liked what I did, and he let me go and and be around him when I could, you yeah. know. And that helped me kind of get through everything. But uh, when it's in your blood and when you're raised around it, it's hard to get away from it. Yeah. Lindsay from Texas asks, in regards to the clip that you sent me to post on social media of you massaging the bull, mm-hmm. do you do this to all your bulls? No, uh, some some bulls are are not uh, not as nice as others. <laughs> uh, that bull there happens to be uh, Buffalo Scott. He won a hundred and fifty sixty thousand in his career. Uh, he belongs to uh, my buddy Shannon Burrito and his partners. Uh, but you know not all bulls are gonna let you let you touch them like that so no ma'am just just a few so sam over there at the audio board wants to know how do you pick the bulls and have you have you ever had a connection with one you didn't want to get rid of i have uh i've made the mistake of not selling some bulls that i could have sold for some good money because I had a a little too much of a a love for them, you know. But uh, you know, you just have to you just have to make the right decision at the right time. Uh, as far as picking the bulls, um, there's some bulls that that have it, and there's some bulls that that just don't. And if you find the one that has it, that's the one that I want in my truck. If he don't have it. He just don't have it. He's got us just like the NFL. 
them guys are are playing for for big money, getting paid paid huge salaries, um, and they're talented. You know, they're they're getting paid for a reason. And uh, when it comes to these bulls, I make sure that they have what it takes to to go to the next level. When it comes to Cody Lambert, you know, I look up to Cody Lambert. He's my boss in the PBR. Um, I always want to bring the best. I don't want to bring anything that lets him or myself down. Yeah. Definitely, man. Yes, sir. Well, with these, one thing that I've always wanted to do with these podcasts is just make sure that, and with our work with Tough Draw, just to give a voice to the community. And is there anything you want to say about the community, the fans, or just anything in general that you want to add to, uh, especially going into 2021 and this being such a, you know, such a, hopefully a turn up year? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, uh, in 2020, it's been it's been very tough for for all the the people in rodeo, whether it be you know rodeo or the the PBR. But uh, I got to see firsthand how it was with the PBR and how you know I I competed in uh, Duluth with uh, ten head of bulls this year with no fans. You know we were supposed to have fans that weekend, and uh, they told us that. You know, we couldn't we couldn't have fans. The PBR had to make a decision to continue the event, so they did. Uh, they did air it on CBS Sports, and we went on with it. And uh, I would say 2021 hopefully is way better than 2020, and uh, we're still fired up about it. You know, and we're going to give our best efforts, and y'all just come out and watch it happen. Yeah, man. No, I appreciate it. And what for somebody somebody that's hearing this that has never really been a fan or has gotten into the sport, what would you say to those people? People that don't I would say try it. Just come just buy your tickets to an event. Uh, it doesn't get any better than a PBR Unleash the Beast tour event. They're they're big, they're they're loud, they're they're fun to to watch. I say try to try to get involved and try to get to one oh awesome man well blake thank you very much for being here i really really enjoyed this blake where can people follow along with what y'all have got going on on social media and stuff i would say instagram is probably my biggest platform uh facebook won't let me add any more friends so what uh what's your handle on instagram uh sharp bucking bulls okay so follow along with them on on uh, Instagram, and if you would follow along with us at Tough Draw and at Tough Draw Talks for more episodes of our podcast as we continue to bring y'all closer to the rodeo community and hopefully let the fans' voice be heard. Until next time, everyone, enjoy the ride. Thank you.